You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Welcome to Talk to the Experts. I'm Greg Morgan, along with Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Greg. Nice to have you back. I always learn so much from you because clearly you offer top-notch service and whether you're buying or selling a home, you're going to learn a lot within the next 30 minutes. So stick around, Lori. Let's let's get right into it. You wanted to talk about buyers and financing. Oh, financing. So critical right now. It is so critical and it comes up a lot. So that is buyer's number one job before they see me. Get your pre-approval. Go to your bank and get your pre-approval. Or you can call me and I can direct you some really good mortgage brokers to get your pre-approval. Pre-approval means to actually I mean, what, get a paper document that specifies how much you're pre-approved for or what do you need? You can. You can. Some banks will give you a paper document saying you're pre-approved for this. But the pre-approval only goes so far. Until they have a house to attach it to, they won't take that final step. So buyers get a pre-approval. And, you know, buyers kind of have a good idea. They know if they've got good credit. They know what they can afford for the most part, before they get to the bank. But you need a little bit of a formal pre-approval to start. Okay, good to know. Now, uh, have you had instances where three. there's been issues with uh, financing from... Uh... Well, yes, I've had three recently, two which were very similar in that these buyers had done their homework. They did do their job. They went to their banks and they got their pre-approval. And the first buyer was a first-time home buyer. He was a little bit more complicated, not really for an experienced banker or myself, Um he had a gifted down payment, so we made sure we had that paperwork in, in hand, and he had a co-signer. So that co-signer was on board. Everybody was on the same page. They went to the bank. They had the gift letter. They got their pre-approval. Great. Now, now we start shopping. Now we're out looking at homes. So we're out for a few weeks. Uh, we find the home we want to we purchase. We land on it, write our offer up, get it accepted, And off to the bank is the next step. I'm booking the inspection. I send everything over to the bank. And he's with one of the big banks, one of the big lenders. So he gives me his banker's name. I forward everything to him. And thinking we're all good. Couple days later, it's the weekend. It's Sunday. And I'm starting to get texts from my buyer. What happens if we need an extension for financing? Um, Why would we need an extension for financing? You know, so I I know they've likely, at this point, as soon as I start getting those calls, I know they've likely been trying to get hold of the bank and they can't, or they're getting a different answer from the bank, and they've been trying to fix it before coming to me. So they've come to me now on a Sunday afternoon. As we're talking, they're giving, I get the buyer and the cosigner on the phone and say, okay, what's happening? Well, the rate keeps changing, and now they say we need more down payment, and now we see more this. So what they were told in their pre-approval is changing. So I'm, I'm picking up on the situation pretty quickly. As I'm talking to them, I'm texting my mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. This is a Sunday afternoon. He answers me within 5, 10 minutes. And I say, I'm sending one over to you. We've got to be quick because we've lost some time now. As soon as we get an offer accepted, we are on a clock. There is a deadline. You have to remove your conditions by such and such a date. I don't want to ask for extensions. The seller's agent doesn't want to hear about extensions. Next to the fall-through call, the, hey, we need more time call is probably the least welcome call agents get, listing agents. So the, the mortgage broker knows this. I've cultivated very good mortgage brokers that I work with and that I know can work quickly and will tell me quickly if there's nothing they can do. They're not going to waste my time. Right. So 
I get all the information. I get off the phone, get, tell the buyer, send, here's his contact info. Send my mortgage broker everything you've sent your bank now. Send it to him today. I don't care that it's Sunday. He doesn't care that it's Sunday. Within a few hours, I get a call back from him, and he says, the mortgage broker, and he says, I don't know what's going on at this bank. Somebody's asleep at the switch here because this seems pretty straightforward. So, so barring any surprises, which the buyer assures me there are none, I don't know why this wasn't already approved. He can't submit because it's a Sunday. So he said, I'll submit it in the morning. By Tuesday, I have a formal approval. Not to mention, mortgage broker gets him a better rate. And there's a gov- government subsidy program, rebate program for first-time buyers. The bank never even told this wow. buyer about that he was eligible for. So he also got some cash back to help with his down payment. Well, through your connections, a happy ending there for sure. And you had a similar instance <laughs> in another scenario. I do. And it was a similar instance with the same, same situation. They had gone to their bank. They had a property to sell, but they owned it free and clear. They were financially solid, but their house hadn't sold yet. Well, there's different ways the banks can do this. They can, they can get it approved. Um, you know, you can borrow off the current property, plus, you know, what other assets do you have? They had gone to their bank, though, and, and this was a, they had a long-term relationship. So they had had a long-term relationship with their banker, and they said, yeah, go ahead. Not a problem, until it was a problem. Same kind of scenario. Once they get the house, and okay, here's what we bought. Remember, you said we were pre-approved. No, now you're not. Again, I'm back on the phone with this same mortgage broker. And we're still in the middle of that one, but he's optimistic. He thinks the same thing. He said, there's different ways you could have done this. I don't know why the bank didn't explore it. But banking, a lot of times, especially with the big banks, it's very impersonal these days. You are literally a file and a stack on somebody's desk. The days where you walked into the bank and talked to your local banker, and you could get them on the phone right away, they could answer your questions. Those are kind of done. It's impersonal. Yeah. You put in your application, you don't know where it goes, you end up with a rep at the local level, but they're not the approval process. They still got to go through the East They've got to go through the, yeah, there's underwriters somewhere trying to approve this, and they've got a stack of 100 on their desk. It's very impersonal, and it's hard to reach them. And the, the first banker on my first buyer, we never did hear from him again. So it's not like he followed up to say, hey, you know, bring me back this paperwork. Are we still going ahead? We just moved were refinanced with a mortgage broker and gone, and he never even phoned. And uh, you also had an instance, too, I think, where uh, there was lease land Yes. In, in, in the scenario. How did that change things? Well, lease land is very tricky to get financed. There's not many banks that'll do it. I think there's one major, and then the credit unions will do it. Um, and it's just, it, it never used to be this way. It used to be, you know, just treated almost like, you know, you had to jump through one more hoop, but the banks would still finance it. Now with lease land, it's harder. And so my buyer, I had the buyer, I actually had the buyer and the seller on the lease land property. And we had to go out of province to find uh, a lender. Now it was a little trickier and a little more hoops to, to jump through, but they, you know, we got together with, we, we gave him all the information. We talked to the lease landholders. Everybody came to an agreement and, and we got it done. So I do have a lot of tools in my toolkit. Don't try and fix this on your own. Sometimes, you know, people, they don't want to tell me, you know, they they think, oh, I'll fix this financing or they're a little embarrassed. Don't be because I don't necessarily think it's your problem. It's the bank's problem. And I've got tools here that I can help fix this situation for you. You're on the same team as they are. I am on the same team. So tell me right away because the clock has started, remember? And if we run out the clock and the seller doesn't want to give us an extension, 
We've wasted time. So tell me right away if there's a problem. When I got that text on Sunday, can we get an extension for financing, do you think? How would we do that? I knew immediately what was up. Yeah. And I wasn't wasting any time. I'm going to start this right now because we've only got about three, four more days to go before I have to remove this condition. And it sounds like your connection with mortgage brokers uh, can be very helpful to me as well. Very helpful. And, and I've cultivated this relationship and with a few of them over, over many years. So they will take my call on a Sunday and they will start a file for me on a Sunday and use the, the resources I have because they're there for your benefit. You're listening to Laurie Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. This is Talk to the Experts. We're going to take a break here. Um, what are we going to talk about next segment? What's going um, on? Market update and a little bit about sellers and pricing. Nice. If you want to interview Laurie, you can always call her 306-591-5192. And her website is lauriesells.ca. Back with more from Laurie Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty in just a moment. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Welcome back to Talk to the Experts. I'm Greg Morgan. She is Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. And uh, I got to hit you up right off the bat here about, you know, just an assessment of the last month or two, Lori. How has been, how has the real estate market been? You know, it's pretty good. We're, we uh, finished up our third quarter end of September and September was a strong month. Um, over the five-year, 10-year average, we were up about 7 8%, which is good. July and August dipped a little bit, though, so they were a little bit slower. We do normally see that seasonal lull in those months, but they were a little bit slower even considering that factor. So, But September was good. Prices dipped a little bit, but inventory is low. We are still under 900, which is low. That means it's a good time to sell your house. It is a great time to sell your house. It's a great time to list. Uh, there are always buyers. We always have buyers looking. You know, they've been, especially with lower inventory, they've been through all the inventory in their price range and their preferred locations, and they're waiting. They're waiting for your house to come on, so okay. you should list. Well, a good time to list, but at the same time, hold your horses a little here. You can't just go and say, oh, well, I'm going to make a ton of money on my house then if they need houses that badly. The market dictates your price. The market dictates your price. So even if you're listing in a lower inventory market uh, where you think you can ask more, you can, but you have to be reasonable because the buyers right now, too, are a little bit more cautious, and that would have to do with the rates. They're out there looking and they want to find their dream home. There's plenty of them, but they're careful right now because they're making sure they're within budget. Sometimes they've had to step down their budget because of the rate increases. So you have to price competitively because they'll wait. They'll and, wait. And if you do need to sell your home, you're only going to waste time by, you know, overpricing it. You overpriced and whatever current market you list in, you're going to sit. It's going to be, it's, you're going to cost yourself time and time is money. All right, tell me about these couple of properties you recently listed here. Well, I had some resort properties listed through through the summer. Great, great properties. Now, one of them, and I referred to the buyer in the first segment, was that leased land property. Now, some buyers just rule that out immediately. They they won't look at any sort of home on leased land. So, And they shouldn't do that. They should explore it a little bit. You know, just do some research. Call me and ask me, because these are great communities. This is long-term leased, well-established your yearly lease fee is less than property taxes. The, this particular community is great community, it, well established. Roads are maintained. Like it, it's you, you shouldn't rule it out uh, just out of hand. And some buyers do that. So when listing those, I have to communicate to the seller: we have to price this properly because if we don't, we're going to have a problem, and it's the leased land thing will keep coming up. 
Uh, they were in agreement. We listed um, early in the summer. We got an offer um, probably mid-summer, and it was subject to the sale of another resort property. So we accepted that offer, and then I listed that resort property. So now I've got these two listings, and I've got the buyer for the first one, and now I've got the buyer's house listed. The buyer's house was a gorgeous new-build waterfront. It's a high-end home. Now, we noticed through this season, you know, if they'd have listed it a couple years ago, they probably would have got the original price we listed at the waterfront. But this year, resort properties were just slower, right? And I think a lot of it does have to do with the rates because a lot of times these are second homes, right? And so buyers are just waiting. They want to make sure, you know, if they're going to buy the second home and the rates are higher, they want to get exactly what they want. Or maybe they're waiting for the prices to come down a little bit, which they did. Uh, so they're, they're just being a bit more cautious. So that market for the 600-plus high-end resort properties just wasn't there this year. Um, but these both sellers were very responsive. And every time I went to them and said, we have to reduce, we have to reduce, we have to reduce, they would listen, and we would reduce. At one point, though, the buyer who had the offer on the first property in the lease land, we reduced that, that listing to under what their offer was. Well, now we have to renegotiate this offer, right? Because they're not going to pay more than asking price. So we renegotiated this. This went on for probably a good six weeks, um, but we had several reductions on both properties throughout. So they were responsive, and some sellers are and some sellers aren't. The ones who are get their property sold. The market is always telling you. <laughs> the market is king. And after the last reduction on the big waterfront, we're getting to the end of the season. Both sellers are, I don't want this through the winter. I don't want to be driving out here to maintain it through the winter. We did a one more reduction and then I got an out-of-town province buyer contact me and said he had been watching this waterfront all summer and now it was in his price range and now he thought it was priced right and could he come see it. So he traveled in from out of province. I showed it to him and that day we had an offer written and signed. That's how quickly it can happen if you price properly. You know, I, we have some time here, so I wanted to actually uh, throw this question at you. I've gotten this from a few of my friends who listen to your show, and I always want to ask you, uh, Lori, there are a lot of condos in our city, and uh, you said the inventory is a little low on the housing, but what is a good investment for someone young getting in? Like, you know, they know the convenience of a condo, uh, but do you have an opinion on that? When someone is like, should I go condo or should I go a house? Because the, the median price of a home in Regina is what? About just over 300000 Yes. It's in the low threes. Yeah. So obviously there's pros and cons to condos, but at the same time, long-term investment, I would say, has got to be a house, you know, uh, for, for resale. Resale is always better. Uh, well, it depends on which condo you're buying. Um, but resale generally is better with house. The It, it depends on their budget. There are really good condo deals out there. So you can find a nice, you know, reasonable condo in a really good location for 150000 I mean, that's a good condo buy. But you have to factor in other factors. The condo fees. Is it in a building where the condo fees are high or you anticipate levies coming? So mm -hmm. those are things that I will know that you won't know that I can give you some guidance on. But... For a first-time home buyer whose lifestyle is they're not home a lot or they travel or they're working all the time, uh, a condo is a really good option, and there are really good buys out there. There's some there, We have out of province investors, I have a few of them, that will contact me occasionally, and they watch our condo market because the condos got so low yeah. that they're picking them up, and they're putting tenants in them, and they'll just sit with them because they know 
you know, it, they'll cash flow, yeah. but they'll know they'll just sit there with a tenant in it and the condo market will rebound. It'll come back. Right. So five years, so 10 years So you say resale down the road actually yeah. won't be as much of a problem. as Perhaps some have that perception right now. There's so many condos. How can resale be uh, any good? Well, it depends on the complex. There are some punk condo complexes that seem to um, do well and they've survived that condo glut that we had, that market. And last year, I remember uh, being excited because the condo prices rebounded 3%, which isn't nice. a lot. But considering they were going down for five years, yeah. that little 3% meant something. To me, it's starting to bounce back. Good. And they sell. If you're in a good complex and priced well, they will sell. Okay, good to know. And, of course, a couple of weeks from now, I guess, the Bank of Canada will uh, announce whether or not they're going to bounce it up or, or uh. hold. Uh, economists are all over the map. Some say it's probably one more. Some say not. Is that still the number one question you get? What do you think, Lori, about the interest rates? I do get that. Um, and, you know, of course, they're higher than they were. They're still somewhat reasonable, I think, for somebody looking at a long-term historic view of, of, uh, of our rates. But buyers coming into the market, that's all they know. They, they come in knowing this is the rate that it's at. This is their pre-approval rate. What I'm getting a lot is um, people, like I had a, some a past client sold in the house about 10 years ago, phone me. Their mortgage is coming up. They've decided it's time to move up. They know they're going to have to increase. Their, like they had a good rate on the mortgage they mm-hmm. have now, but the, it's coming up soon. They want a bigger home. They're budgeting in, okay, we know we're almost going to double this interest rate that we have, this great rate we have. So we have to factor all of that into the budget. Mm-hmm. What's our house worth now? What can we finance? So those people who had good rates and their mortgages are coming up, they're starting to pop up. Good to know. Well, look, get pre-qualified. Always. That's one of the number one lessons whenever I listen to you, Lori, and it's a good one here, too. And if you have any other questions for Lori, well, we're out of time here, but you can always call her, 306-591-5192. And, of course, LoriSells.ca has a lot of information as well. Uh, Lori, as always, I thank you for uh, talking to the experts. Thank Appreciate you, Greg. It. Lori Patrick.